In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, Amen. Today is the 29th day of the blessed month of Baramhat, and as you heard in the Sinaxar today, we're celebrating a great feast, the feast of the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to the Virgin. And so the Gospel today is from Luke chapter 1. And the word Annunciation means the announcement of something. The word Annunciation means the announcement of something. So today we are celebrating the announcement of salvation. We're celebrating the pregnancy of the Virgin because in exactly nine months, We'll be celebrating, as Abuna mentioned in the Sinaxar, we'll be celebrating the Nativity of the Lord. One of the things we're celebrating today is we're celebrating the forgiveness of our sins. And that's why if you, or the announcement of the forgiveness of our sins. And that's why in the Catholic epistle today, we read, it said, And he himself is the propitiation of our sins. Propitiation means the atonement, the redemption, the reconciliation between, between God. When we sinned, there was a wall, and now through the coming of the Savior, now that wall is no more. In the Catholic epistle, it also said, if we confess our sins, it's a very famous verse, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We also are celebrating today another big thing, and that is the acceptance of all people. The acceptance of all people, and to become one flock of God. You know, in the, the epistle, or in the Pauline epistle today, that was, we read from Romans, it was talking about how the Jews had sinned and the Gentiles had sinned. And then he said, all have sinned. And all have fell short of the glory of God. And then he said, or is he the God of the Jews only? Just the, the God of the Jews. In the Old Testament, he was the God of the Jews only. But then he said, is he not the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the uncircumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. So we just have a lot to celebrate today. I was like, the forgiveness of sins is something so profound. Imagine you had a big debt, and then you're in like med school debt or whatever, and then all of a sudden you got a notice and said, your debt will be forgiven. You would be very excited. So we all have to be very excited for the celebration of the Annunciation today. But I want to meditate with you on some characteristics that we can see in Our Lady, the pure Saint Mary. When she received the Annunciation of the Lord. And I think these characteristics are very important so that we can have the proper response the way St. Mary responded. Number one, she was prepared to listen. She was prepared to listen. Many times when God speaks to us, I don't think we are prepared to listen. Maybe because of laziness or maybe you hear the announcements or the Annunciation for Repentance, or the announcements of God giving you a new direction in your life. Maybe I should turn and live a different way, or maybe I should do this, or maybe I... But maybe we don't respond, we're not listening to, to the call or the announcements of God. This is what happened actually to the brother of the, the rich man in the parable of Lazarus. 
you know, the, the brothers of the rich man in the parable of Lazarus. That's a lot to say. But it, the, the rich man was begging Father Abraham for an annunciation. Saying, go make an announcement to my brothers. Go make an announcement to my brothers. They need an announcement. Please, go tell them. Go tell them that this place that I'm in right now is, is not a good place. I don't want them to be here with me. Go preach to them. But then Father Abraham responded and said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, if one goes to them from the dead, if the angel, if you send an angel, an archangel, to, to tell my brothers, then they'll listen. And Father Abraham said, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. The idea is that if you want an annunciation, is, is sometimes it's very clear through the, through the Bible, through your daily Bible reading, through your prayer life. God is always calling you and giving you a message. But sometimes you're sitting there waiting and you want some miraculous angel. To, it's right in front of you. How many times has God knocked on your door and said, I need you to lift it. You need to give this up. You need to change this. You need to. But you're very, sometimes we're, because of laziness, maybe some stubbornness, we do not change. Their hearts were not prepared for an annunciation. Their hearts were not prepared for an annunciation of the Lord. The child Samuel. The child Samuel. That's someone prepared for an annunciation. When the Lord called him, he was like, like a little kid. He woke up and ran to Eli and said, I hear the Lord calling. Lord, did you call me? Did you call me? I'm ready. I'm ready to hear. What you, tell me what you want. Like a little puppy. Uh-huh. I'm ready. Tell me what you... And then, and then Eli said, go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. No, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. Then the Lord came back to him and, and then he said, Lord, I hear you. Lord, I, Eli, I... And then he ran back to Eli. said, did you call me? said, no, I didn't call you. I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. Happened three times. Happened three times. But at the end... You know, and then Eli told him to say, speak, Lord, your servant hears. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. When you want to hear the announcement of God, you should say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. We need to have that readiness that Samuel had. If we're ready like Samuel, the messages will be coming, coming, coming. But if, if Samuel would have been like, uh, I'm too tired. I'm too tired. It's okay. I'll catch the announcement of the Lord tomorrow. I'll, you know, it's too many. The first time, uh, it's so boring to go. I have to walk all the way to see Eli and it's too much work. And uh, then he would have missed out on the announcement of the Lord. If you want to hear the announcement of the Lord, you have to be ready. Like, like Samuel. Yes, Lord, speak. I'm ready. I'm ready to listen. In the Acts today, we read about the Annunciation of someone else. In the Acts, we read about the Annunciation of someone else. We read about the Annunciation of Moses. And how Moses was called, and how there was an announcement, announcement for Moses' calling. And one of the beautiful things about the announcement of Moses, is that Moses saw 
a burning bush. That's it. That was his announcement, was a burning bush. He could have said, hmm, there's a burning bush. And then just kept feeding his sheep or living his life. But it says that when he looked and behold, the bush was burning, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. There was some sort of curiosity in the heart of Moses. There was something in him driving him, compelling him to search, to look. I wonder if we have that curiosity, that drive to see God. He could have just left that scene and then missed out on his opportunity. If you want to hear the annunciation of the Lord, you have to be ready to listen. You have to be ready to hear. You have to have... a to wonder about God, ask God for your message, ask God for His plan. The second characteristic that I admire in the Virgin of today is her patience. Because the announcement of God, this annunciation, it took time for its fruition. God has a plan for you, but often the plan takes time and requires patience and to be honest sometimes we don't have too much patience i was inspired by the story of simeon the elder simeon the elder it's written the gospel that we read so often in the agbeya says and behold there was a man in jerusalem whose name was simeon and this man was just and devout waiting waiting just waiting you know he was told the holy spirit gave him an announcement and said you know, the Messiah is coming. But what do you need to do? You need to wait, wait, wait for the time to come. Wait for the time to come. And, and when, you, when Simeon saw the fulfillment, he said, Ah, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. But he had to wait a long time. And in our tradition, you know, he waited. We say he's one of the ones who are translators of the Septuagint. So he must have waited Hundreds of years for, for the coming of the Lord. He's waiting patiently. We have to wait. Like the virgin, she was so patient. You know, when the Holy Spirit came upon her and she became pregnant, pregnancy takes nine months. Doesn't, babies don't just come, they, it takes development, it takes time, it takes growth. The work of the Lord takes time. And even the work of the Lord after the child was born, we had to wait another 30 years. And actually the whole story of the Bible, the announcement, the annunciation, the great annunciation, the coming of the Messiah, how many thousands of years did the people have to wait? You have to wait. Wait patiently. Wait patiently. But God is always... In the times of waiting, giving little bits of encouragement, little bits of salvation. You know, many people, they're saying, why did the Lord wait so many thousands of years to save the world? I was like that question. Why, like, why didn't Adam and Eve, they fell, like, one day, and then the next day, the Lord Jesus Christ just comes? And dies for the world and then 
Like, so it could have been Adam and Eve dead, or, you know, sinned, and then the Lord Jesus Christ comes the next day. But I think the Lord wanted to teach us something. He sent us the prophets. He gave us the law. He gave us so many beautiful things. He gave us the scripture that we have. If the Lord came the next day, we would have nothing. And you see how many people nowadays, they say, where is God? We don't have any proof of God. Where is God? But, and you have all the scripture. You have the testimony of so many thousands and thousands of people who have seen God. And yet still many do not believe. So the idea of waiting actually is for God's greater glory. And as I mentioned, He gives answers to His salvation. Gives answers and little words of encouragement for, for salvation. I was looking at the prophet Habakkuk. The prophet Habakkuk is very interesting because he had a big complaint against the Lord. A big complaint against the Lord. And he was saying, you know, he lived at a time when the Babylonians were around and they were in power and they were so, ugh, they were so cruel, so destructive, so evil. And he had a complaint and his complaint was, so why are you silent while they destroy people who are more righteous than they are? God, why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you doing anything? And so he was, then what's written is very nice. This is the part that I want us to focus on. He said, I will climb my watchtower and I will wait. I will wait to see what the Lord will tell me to say and what answer he will give to my complaints. I think we have to wait. And then the Lord, sure enough, he answered in his due time. And he gave him an answer. And actually his answer is about waiting. Watch this. He says, those who are evil will not survive. But those who are righteous will live because they are faithful to God. Now hear this. But the time is coming quickly. And what I show you will come true. It may seem slow. It may seem slow in coming. But wait for it. It will certainly take place and will not be delayed. The salvation of God is coming, but we have to be patient. Don't lose your patience. Don't say, where is God? What's the point of all of this? What am I doing? And all of this kalam that's empty. Wait for the Lord. Wait for His answer and it's coming. The third characteristic that I think we can learn from the Virgin today is submission or obedience. Obedience to the Word of God. And I won't talk long about this one, but obedience is the, the crown jewel of, of, like, if you want the announcement to come to fruition, there must be obedience. Like in the story of Noah, God gave Noah so many things to do. Do this, do this, do this, build an ark, go this way, bring this many sheep and do this. And at the end of every passage, What's written in the passage of Noah is, And Noah did everything that the Lord commanded. Just everything. Didn't leave one thing out. To the letter. To the letter. He did everything to the letter that God said. This is like very nice. If we can obey like this, then we'll receive joy. St. Mary, she obeyed to the letter. And because of her obedience, the blessing of obedience is, is joy. If we, if, we, if we obey, there is a blessing of obedience is joy. 
We were reading in the convent a book about Elder Porphyrios and how he was so obedient to his master. And when anything his master said, he would do it blindly, just do it. And he talks about how much, how happy it was, how happy he was to please his master. I wish we had that, that mentality, that we would, were willing to do anything to please our master in blind obedience. That's amazing. It's amazing. There was a, in the, the summer club last year, we had an expression that I liked, is to say, Nakhud baraka. Like in everything we do, we say, Nakhud baraka. means we take a blessing. Obedience, we take a blessing. And it was very funny in summer club, we'd be like, can you do this? They'd be like, Nakhud baraka. You know, very frustrating. No, you know, take a blessing with joy. Because the, ble- the fruit of obedience is big joy. And if we do this correctly, then our announcement will be very different. I wish in everything we do, we say, we'll take a blessing. We'll take a blessing from prayer. Instead of looking at prayer as something so negative. Or say, it's a big blessing. Prayer is a big blessing. Obey, it's a big blessing. Read your Bible daily. Big blessing coming from your daily, uh, from your daily Bible reading. Big blessing. To help someone is a big blessing. To do it like, that's why after this, what did St. Mary do? She went and ministered to take a blessing. In everything we do, we get blessing for obedience. Obedience to the word of God is big blessing and big joy and leads to praise. Disobedience to God leads to something else. Obedience to God leads to joy. That's why St. Mary after two, she had the Magnificat. My heart rejoices. When you, obey the God, when you obey God, God gives you the spirit of joy. You feel at peace that you are doing the will of God. I hope all of us, we think about that. I hope we are prepared to listen. Don't miss out on the opportunities that God is speaking to you day in and day out. He's always speaking to you. Don't be like those foolish brothers of the rich man who are not able to hear the voice of God. Because they didn't read the scripture, they didn't pray, they didn't attend the synagogue. They didn't come to church. You have to, come to, you have to come to church. You have to come to church early. You have to come to church. It's very important. All these things are very important. You have to, number two, you have to wait. The plan of the Lord takes time to develop. And three, you have to obey. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.